And now, a warrior for the Word of God and the Constitution of the United States, a Marine Corps veteran, a Harvard-trained attorney, Bishop of the Call Churches, and founder and president of STAND, staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening, your host, Bishop E. W. Jackson. And I am he. Great to be with you again today, folks. It is First Amendment Friday. I'm going to be mainly taking your calls today so you can get ready because in the next segment, we'll start to take your calls. Let's hit a few issues today. Well, first of all, a couple of announcements. One is that uh, our Youth Taking a Stand conference, sponsored by Stan, Staying True to America's National Destiny, happens tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. You sign up for that, register for that. Our target is ages 18 through 30. Uh, you can register at standamerica.us, standamerica.us. And I have an additional incentive. I think I shared this with you yesterday, but I'll repeat it again today. Uh, anybody between the ages of 18 and 30 who signs up for our conference will, and you have to sign up and then you have to attend it. <laughs> it's a virtual conference. So you have to sign up, then you have to actually sign in as a registrant for the conference itself. Doesn't, have, doesn't mean you have to stay the whole time if you can't, but at least you've got to show up. Uh, then I will give you a free copy of my new book. My new book is due out next year early next year. I'm not sure whether it'll be late January, early February, somewhere in there. I should have copies probably in January myself, but I will send you a free signed copy of my new book, Sweet Land of Liberty, Reflections of a Patriot Descended from Slaves. So that will be my gift to you for signing up. We just want to reach as many young people as we can. And by the way, it will be live streamed on all of our live stream outlets at standamerica.us, EWJacksonForAmerica.com, our Facebook pages, EW Jackson SR, Bishop EW Jackson, Stand America, the Stand uh, Facebook page, the Call Church Facebook page. So we'll be live streaming at a number of venues. So you'll be able to watch it even if you are not ages 18 through 30. You can watch it. Uh, it's going to be a great program. A lot of great young people that you'll be hearing from it will give you some encouragement that our, our, our young people are not lost. We've just, we just need to reach more of them, and we need to, to have these young people who are following God and, and following the Word and, and believe in our country and our Constitution and, and our future. We need them talking to their peers in every way we can. Somebody pointed out to me, you know, Turning Point USA is a big organization with a very, very big budget, uh, and yet, in spite of that, Gen Zers voted Democrat 63%. They voted for abortion. They voted for same-sex marriage. They voted for open borders. They voted, voted for transgender education. They voted for critical race theory. They voted for all this stuff. Of course, they voted for, for uh, forgiveness of school loans, too. Um, but we really got, we still got a job to do. There's plenty of work to do. I've said this many times. No one organization can save this country. No one person can save it other than Jesus Christ himself. No one person can save it. No one organization. It's going to take us, all of us working together to do this. And, and thank God for American Family Radio because we're, we're right there in the forefront on the cutting edge helping to get the job done and to inspire many others across the country. It's an honor to be a part of that. 
Okay, so that's tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. You taking a stand, sign up at standamerica.us. All right, wanted to get that announcement out of the way. Since it is Friday and this is the weekend, for those of you in the local area, I will be preaching at my home church at 943 Canal Drive in Chesapeake, Virginia. And service starts at 11 a.m. And you are cordially invited to come. I'm there most of the time, but since I am gone from time to time, I like to let you know when I'm going to be there for those of you who are waiting for me to be there before you come. All right. Well, folks, here we are in the aftermath of an election that proved to be a debacle. I had this thought, and I, I'm not going to introduce a bunch of different topics because I'm sure all of you have watched the news and you know what's going on. But I had this thought. If the left gets their way on the border and we are looking at potentially 5 million illegal immigrants having entered the country since Biden took office, and, and some are suggesting that we should abolish ICE and abolish the Border Patrol and just have open borders. I mean, they don't use the phrase open borders, but that's what they really want. Imagine if that were to happen. Just imagine it. And they're talking about with, with if the judges order blocking Title 42, which allows those applying for asylum to remain in Mexico and be held there rather than coming into the country— if that blows up, they're talking about 18,000 to 20,000, well, let's round it off, to 18 to 20,000 people a day. A day. You round that off, folks, that's 200,000 people every 10 days. That's 600,000 people every month. Folks, that's 7.2 million people a year. If the borders were thrown open, imagine what it would be like. I mean, if that's that's with Border Patrol still there, people still getting processed. So there, there's some, you've got to go through something to get into the country, assuming that you're just not a, a, a gotaway who just completely avoids any interaction with American officials. But imagine that there's no interaction, there's no resistance, there's nothing that you, you, you just come. What in the world would it look like? Now, I know I'm, I'm speculating and extrapolating, but if it's 7.2, potentially 7.2 million a year without Title 42, then folks, it could easily, it could easily, in my view, be 20 million people a year. In other words, you just threw the borders open and there's nothing, just nothing, nobody there. Just people just come. And see, that's what the left wants. Because if you do that, you, what you know what you do? You overwhelm America. You overwhelm us culturally. You overwhelm us administratively. You overwhelm us economically. You overwhelm the country, and you make it virtually impossible to handle the numbers of people coming. Because if that were to happen for two years, and I know we're just extrapolating, but say if that were to happen for two years, and you had 20 million people, I'm saying, no, it could be 20 million people in, in by the end of this year, by the end of Biden's administration, by the end of, of his four-year term, it could be 20 million people. But imagine if that went on for another four years, if he got reelected and it went on for another four years with just ab absolutely open borders. You, you, you're talking, folks, 20, 30 million people. That's 10% of the American population. 
flooding into the country within a very short time, overwhelming the schools, overwhelming the medical facilities, overwhelming the, 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 the economy and, and jobs, overwhelming the criminal justice system, which is already in a crisis. What would that lead to? I believe in my view, that's the kind of thing that could lead people to say, the, on the left to say, you know, we've got to suspend all of this stuff with the Constitution and we've got to have some kind of emergency governing system because it just doesn't work under these circumstances. And there you go. You finally achieved a totalitarian system. Communism, socialism, whatever you call it, but you finally got tyrannical control of the country on some kind of emergency basis because it's just absolutely impossible to adhere to the restrictions of the Constitution under such critical circumstances. And folks, I know that's apocalyptic, but if you, the logical extension of where the left is trying to take the country is exactly where that takes us. Back in a moment to take your calls. This is Viewpoints with Kirby Anderson. Senator Daniel Patrick Moynihan may be the best known for a seminal essay he wrote three decades ago. The Democratic senator from New York said that the country back then was defining deviancy down. His concern was that deviant behavior had become so pervasive, even in the 1980s and 1990s, that commentators were beginning to redefine it to cope with it. He began by acknowledging that there was always a certain amount of deviancy in society, but when you get too much, you begin to think that it's not really that bad. Pretty soon you become accustomed to very destructive behavior. Anyone who's read the book of Isaiah will recognize this tendency. In Isaiah 5.20, we read, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness. Scott Hoganson referred to the Moynihan description of deviancy as he listed numerous examples of what used to be defined as medical malpractice, criminal molestation, voyeurism, and rape. He concludes that we have defined deviancy so downward it's positively subterranean. He reminds us that our laws are written by humans, but they're also written on the human heart. You may disagree with your neighbor, but you don't vandalize his home. You may not like the guy who stole your parking place, but you don't key his car. Jeremiah wrote that the Lord declared, I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts. The writer of Hebrews explains that God says, I will put my laws on their hearts and write them on their minds. That is why Christians need to speak out against evil and not let a secular society call evil good. The deviancy today is even worse than that of the 1980s and 1990s when Senator Moynihan lamented that we were defining deviancy down. I'm Kirby Anderson, and that's my point of view. For a free copy of Kirby's booklet, A Biblical View on Critical Race Theory, go to viewpoints.info slash CRT. You know, if you feel like you're stuck with a health care plan that isn't affordable or you simply just don't like how it works, well, right now, during open enrollment, is a perfect time to switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 a month when they join MediShare. And what's more? 
They like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to the industry. That's double. And MediShare is the most trusted name in healthcare sharing. It's been around for 30 years. It's shared more than $4 billion in healthcare bills. And here's why now is the perfect time to make the switch. If you join MediShare Complete by January 1st, they will waive your new member fees and you'll save an additional 10% off your first year. That's right. No fee to join, 10% off every month for all of next year. But again, it's a limited time offer. So yeah, you're not stuck. You've got a great option. Call now, 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. And folks, if that scenario seems far-fetched, on Wednesday night, 1,000 Venezuelans waiting across the border to Mexico found out that Title 42 was being blocked and they surged across the border, a thousand. And that's not one day, that's in one evening from only one country. We are looking at an existential crisis, folks, that they want us to get all worked up about the, the climate change crisis. We have an immediate crisis on our border And if these people are encouraged to do what they really want to do, it could be the key to their bringing an end to the United States of America as we know it. 888-589-8840 is the number. 888-589-8840 is the number. By the way, just to reiterate, my producer let me know. I didn't mention there's no cost to this youth taking a stand conference. We're not charging anybody, so there's no payment required. It's completely free. And if you sign up and you're 18 to 30 years old and you want to get the new book, be sure to email me at ewjackson at ewjackson.com. Say, hey, I signed up. We want to make sure we set that aside. So when the book comes out, we'll make sure that you get a signed copy of my book for free. 888-589-8840 is the number. Let me hit a couple of things and I'll come right to your calls. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about about Herschel Walker's past, but you know the m- mainstream media what doesn't want to talk about Raphael Warnock's past, his domestic abuse case, uh, in which he apparently ran over his wife's foot with the, with their car. Uh, he's got a, a a really serious problem with the camp that he was running, where kids were accused of being uh, that is where, where kids accused him and counselors of abusing them with things like leaving them out in the cold as punishment overnight and throwing a buck. They had a, they set aside a bucket of urine that they would throw on the kids as punishment. And, and there's one kid, we're going to see if we can't uh, somehow make people aware of, of who he is, if he's willing to come out publicly, who said Raphael Warnock shouldn't be running for anything given the nature of his character and what he experienced at that camp. And he said that when the police, they say when the police came to investigate, Raphael Warnock was an obstructor who gave the police a hard time, was very disrespectful of the police, didn't think they had any right to question the things that they were doing. This, this man is truly a bad actor. And 
Lord, please, it, let this man not be sent to the United States Senate. And you Georgians, please turn out in droves. I, I believe that without the libertarian uh, drawing votes potentially away from Raphael Warnick, with uh, Governor Brian Kemp being able to throw his weight fully behind him and get some of those voters who voted for him but didn't vote for Herschel to get on board with Herschel and the work that I'm going to be doing down there trying to get black Christians to realize that Raphael Warnock, the man, the, he represents the spirit of Antichrist, not, not, not the spirit of God. I'm a pro-choice pastor and I believe in same-sex marriage and all. I mean, come on. What are, you, what are you preaching out of? The New York Times? You're certainly not preaching out of the Bible. You're not preaching out of the Word of God. And you know, I really believe this, folks. If I support someone like that, I am drawing the curses that they're bringing into their own lives into my life by supporting it. I'm becoming a partner with them in their evil. No thank you. And no Christian should want to be a part of that. And it's time to shed this racial consciousness and start taking on Christ consciousness and say, I'm going to vote the way Jesus Christ would have me vote, not the vote, not vote the way some sort of racial bosses think I should vote because of the mere color of my skin. I mean, it's, it's time out for that stuff, folks. It, it, is, it is preposterous. It is ungodly. 888-589-8840 is the number. One other thing quickly, the driver who hit the sheriff recruits is already out. I'm sure you all know that. He's already out. I mean, what, what? You know, the Bible says those who will not listen to the law, even their prayer is an abomination to God. And we are watching a lawlessness take over the land that is just unreal. 888-589-8840. Okay, it's First Amendment Friday, so let's get right to your calls. Let's go to Joshua in Georgia. Joshua, welcome. Hey, Bishop. Thank you for taking my call. Um, and by the way, uh, I think there are many reasons why we lost that election, but I will say this. We had better get this right in 2024. If we do not... I think we're finished. I think we're one step away from a dictator as it is. I think Biden's a puppet. I'll hang up and let you comment yeah. on that. And God bless you. I wish I could actually see you. if you come down to Georgia. All right, Joshua. If I, when I get down there to an event, I'll, I'll announce it, and, and maybe I'll run into you, and we'll have a chance to shake hands and say hello. Look, I think that you're right about President Joe Biden. I, I think Joe Biden is a puppet. I think he's a puppet to George Soros and maybe some other forces that we're unaware of. I think Barack Obama's running the country right now. I really do. I mean, you watch the way the staff responded to Barack Obama. It was as if he's the real president, and Joe Biden is just the, 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 the facade. He's just the front, the front man. It's pretty sad, but I'll tell you what's worse. It's pretty dangerous. 888-589-8840 is the number. Let's go to Donald in Texas. Donald, welcome. Thank you, sir. I was just going to say right quick, what is it, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people that have crossed our border. I want everybody to keep one thing in mind. 9-11, how many people did it take with a few airplanes to turn this country on its ear? Mm. 
I'll let you have it from there. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Donald, here again, and you're right, Donald. Thank you for the call. We don't they, – they're not monitoring. What we do know is we've had, I think the number is now, about 100 people on the terrorist watch list cross the borders illegally. Now, those are just the ones we know about. So, yeah, what, what does that tell you? Well, once again, it tells you, folks, they simply don't care about us. This administration doesn't care about us. They care about perpetuating and expanding their hold on power. That's all that matters to them. And what happens to the American people? That's the, you know, we're, we're just, we're just as, as I think Mao referred to us, we're, we're just the broken eggs necessary to make the omelet. Let's go to Rick in Arkansas. Rick, welcome. Hey, thanks for uh, taking my call. <clears throat> Got a question. The the guys that are, are the people that are being detained in Washington D.C. from last year's or mm-hmm. from the I guess that's two years ago, uh, January sixth uh, thing. It will be January sixth. Has anybody said anything about that, or are they are they uh, uh, this newly elected Congress? You think anybody's going to do anything about it? Rick, that is a great question. I, I certainly hope so. And see, and here again, this is where conviction is necessary. And thank you for the call, Rick. This is where conviction is necessary. Because look, I don't support lawlessness. I don't support it, whether it's the people who encroached on the Capitol or destroyed property on January 6th or the, the, the hundreds of thousands who rioted in 2020 and destroyed $2 billion worth of property and got about 30 people or more killed. I don't support any of that. But I also don't support denying people due process and and persecuting people on the basis of their political views. Now, here this guy just critically injured a bunch of sheriff recruits. Who knows what happened there? We, we don't really know. We're not being told anything. And he's out. And you got people who participated in a protest, in my view, that went wrong. Some of them may have thought they were creating some kind of insurrection. But any any nutcase who thought that this was going to be an insurrection, an overthrow of the, of the United States of America, I mean, that person doesn't even belong in jail. That person belongs in a mental institution. They should be treated accordingly based upon the level of the crime and look the last time i looked destroying property we've been told is not that serious well it happens to be the capital i mean and the capital belongs to the people by the way not the politicians uh, you know we can get past it so here again i'm not justifying lawlessness on anybody's part and i don't think any of us is but this idea that if you are on the wrong side of the political equation, expect not only the book, but everything, including the kitchen sink to be thrown at you. And if you're on the right side of the political, from their perspective, then you can do pretty much almost anything and get away with it. Uh, come on. It, that, that's it. Here again. That's a crisis, folks, because if you lose confidence in the criminal justice system, you you are putting people in a very, very difficult position 
if they believe that, no, it's not whether I've done anything wrong. It's not whether I'm, I'm appropriately being brought before the bar of justice. It's whether the people in power don't like my views. That is going to determine what happens to me. That's a very dangerous place to be. And yet that's where the left is trying to take us. So I hope that the Republicans, I started out with this thought, have the courage to stand up against this stuff without feeling that, oh, if I do that, the people will say I'm supporting insurrection. No, you can make the distinction quite well. Back in a moment. It's my turn. Here is your host for my turn, Don Wildman. Certainly one of the most widely read writers in the world is newspaper columnist Ann Landers. The popularity of her column is due in no small part to the fact that it deals with the actual life situations of people. In one of her columns, Ann Landers tells a very moving experience. A young mother of three children wrote Ann that a recently married couple had moved next door to them. Wanting to be neighborly, the young mother began sharing much of her baked goods with a newly married couple. One day, when she carried a few slices of a freshly baked orange sunshine cake to the couple, the bride handed her an envelope which was sealed and asked the mother of three not to open it until she got home. Back home, the envelope was opened and the contents were a heartwarming surprise. Do you know what was in that envelope? The lady asked Ann Landers. Forty slips of paper, and on each was written, This entitles you to one night out. I will be your babysitter. The young bride, working to help put her husband through law school, found an excellent method of expressing her appreciation for all that her neighbor had done for her. All of us, no matter how poor or handicapped, have something to give. Each has a talent through which we can show appreciation and make the world a little brighter. The carpenter taught that just a cup of cold water given in his name would go a long way in making the world a better place to live in. Do you remember the child story we all heard when we were growing up? The little boy was passing through the jungle when he heard an awful groan. On inspection, he discovered that it came from a lion that had a thorn in its paw. The little lad was afraid of the lion and didn't know what to do. He hated to see the lion suffer, but he knew that lions ate people. Finally, the little boy went over and pulled out the thorn from the lion's paw. Quickly, the little boy scooted along his way. Years later, as a grown man, he found himself cast into the lion's den because of evil men. However, the lion that was supposed to attack him came and licked his face. You see, it was the same line from which the man had pulled a thorn from its paw years before. Regardless of how it may seem, little kind deeds are not forgotten. They make a very definite and a very favorable impression on those they're done to. And certainly they help even those who do them. If you doubt it, ask the lady who received the 40 babysitting tickets. 
Or if you can be a child for a moment, you can even ask the little boy who pulled the thorn from the lion's paw. A little kindness given is a little kindness received. This has been My Turn with Don Wildman, a production of the American Family Association. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. By the way, just another little piece of news that won't make headlines, but Humana, Humana Health Insurance, has committed $13 million to health equity. means they're giving money to woke organizations now uh, to help them bring that equity. Here's just a quick quote. This is where your um, health care dollars are going. Um, they want to address, quote, the structural racism that perpetuates inequities and threatens the well-being of communities. I mean, folks, th- this stuff, it's like I said before, it has metastasized. Here's another one. These are organizations that they're giving grants to and the proposals that those grants talk about. The, uh, one is the Louisville Metro Department of Public Health and Wellness Center for Health Equity, uh, which is getting money from Humana. The history and evolution of structural racism and other systems of power significantly shaped the way residents experience hope, happiness, and wellness. Well, you don't need God, right? All you need is is uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And, of course, to end the, the structural racism and systems of power which deny you hope, happiness, and wellness. Uh, This, folks, is just, oh, Lord, have mercy on us. 888-589-8840 is the number. Okay, let's come back to your calls. You've been waiting patiently. Tony in North Carolina. Tony, welcome. Hey, Bishop. Hey, uh, I'll give a little bit of uh, amateur investigation work on this uh, election 2020 that is in question. We're not denying Mm -hmm. it. We're questioning it. Okay? If so many people voted for Joe Biden, wouldn't they want some uh, regalia or memorabilia? And uh, if so, wouldn't they have to purchase such items and and wear it proudly like the hats and T-shirts? I have seen no one wear it. And what I've seen on the Internet is they are trying to sell it at rock-bottom prices and make an offer, which is uh, uh, shows me that he doesn't have any support. Mm-hmm. That, you know, the made-up support anyway. Yeah. Tony, thanks for the call. It, you, look, remember he had rallies, and I, I, I don't know the exact number, folks, but it was embarrassing. So few people would show up. It was embarrassing. So he, just, just another... Anecdotal, true, but another indication that the idea that he got 10 million more votes than Barack Obama is just, it's, it's incredulous. It's just, it just doesn't pass the smell test. Thank you for the call, though, Tony. Let's go to Joe Ellen in Ohio. Joe Ellen, welcome. Hi, um, 
Bishop, can you hear me okay? Yes, ma'am. I can hear you just fine. Okay, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. And I'm working from home today, so I wanted to try to call. I've been listening uh, to you probably since uh, COVID, and uh, I just, I'm just so grateful. I'm so thankful for you, um, for your thank service. You. Thank you. for you for your program. And uh, I just uh, want to wish you all the best. And I'm just blessed to hear your program. I try to catch you every day. And uh, I wish I lived closer because I would sure come to your church. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Joe Ellen, thank you so much. Really do appreciate the encouragement and, and glad you're listening. And uh, call me again. Thank you, Joe Ellen. Let's go to George in North Dakota. George, welcome. Bishop, so good to talk to you again. I just wanted to touch base on what you said about Herschel Walker. I mean, we need to address the elephant in the room. He is about as pro-life as I am a Republican. Uh, he's had several abortions. He's paid for several abortions. We have the proof. And yet everybody is saying, oh, he's so pro-life. He's so this. He's so that. He's so godly. He's so Christian. We both know that that's not true. He is no, not pro-life at all. Well, now, <clears throat> first of all, my understanding is that the allegations, which, by the way, I don't believe— because I know how the Democrat Party will dredge up anything they can. They did it to me when I was running. They just they'll just make up they'll they'll take they'll take a thread and they'll spin it into a blanket. Uh, number one, but number two, he is a Christian. Uh, I I know people who know him. In fact, I was just talking to somebody who knows him just this morning. Herschel Walker loves the Lord. Herschel Walker knows God. And as I've said before. If you wanted to judge my Christianity on the basis of how I lived before I gave my life to Jesus Christ, uh, you'd, you'd find plenty to criticize me for. Uh, but I'm not that person. If anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. And all things are of God. That's the Herschel Walker who is running for the United States Senate. And you want to talk about Herschel Walker, as I said before, the mainstream media doesn't even want to talk about the, the crazy stuff in Raphael Warnock's background, leaving aside his Marxism and his, his godlessness, just, I mean, the, the domestic violence, the stuff that happened at this camp that brought the police out there to investigate that he did his best to obstruct and the kids who now say they wouldn't want to get anywhere near him because they found that he was just a monster of a person actually torturing young kids. And so, you know, we, we can all go there. And by the way, Raphael Warner can't say, oh, yeah, but that was before. But now I'm born again because he hasn't been born again. But thank you for the call anyway, George. And uh, glad to hear from you, too. Let's see. Let's go to... Roy in Kansas. Roy, welcome. Thank you very much, Bishop. Good to hear you, your program again, and thank you. I uh, just want to mention really quick, uh, retired 18 military veteran and a preacher of the gospel. Well, God years. bless you. God okay. bless you for your service on both counts, Roy. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. Uh, one thing, as you have preached, Bishop, You've said it over and over and over again. Uh, what we really need to realize and wake up to, as you've said before, I've, I've heard you, 
Second Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, and we, the church, turn away from our wicked ways, God says he'll, and I'm paraphrasing mm. most of it, God says he'll come and heal the land. Amen. A lot of the problem is 1 Timothy chapter uh, 4, where the Holy Spirit says many will depart from the faith. And that's what's going on right now. Mm. The church has turned over to the world and trying to get advice from the world. And it's not going to work. But as you say, Bishop, we have to stand strong. We have to keep speaking the gospel, preaching the gospel, and letting God's uh, Holy Spirit come and change people's lives. Because we are living in wicked times right now. And many of them that are doing these things, as the Bible says, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but they are wicked people because they are bringing in severe ungodly right. law as you brother, preach all the time thank pastor you, roy thank you thank you so much brother man you 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 preached <laughs> you you just preached yeah god has given these people up to a reprobate mind to do those things which are unseemly which are not convenient i think i've got time to get you in here jesse from indiana welcome I am so glad that I uh, that you called on me right after Roy because the comment I was going to make is surprisingly related. Um, I was listening to your program yesterday when you were talking about people being disappointed in this election, and I just wanted to say this election is a sign that God is not done with us. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of us were disappointed because we could see kind of like the progress that we had made, and we felt like there was so much momentum behind it, and I think we got really excited. But there is still... So much sin in this country right now, and there might be some people who are turning to God, but we have not turned to God. And this election is such a reminder of that. And I just wanted to read real quick from an unlikely Bible verse. Isaiah 1-1 was something that actually stood out to me recently because it intros the book of Isaiah as listing four kings that the prophecies happened during. Uh, Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, all of those kings were listed as doing the will of the Lord. And yet this was still Isaiah's message to the people of Israel at the time, that they needed to keep turning, and so do we. Amen. Jesse, thank you so much for the call. Folks, the number is 888-589-8840. Back in a moment to take more. Dear One Million Moms, I've always thought that maybe your organization was making a mountain out of a molehill. But today, I cannot believe what I just saw on my TV. Concerned about the trash flowing into your home through today's media that simply will not censor itself? Make your voice heard. If you see trash in the media, tell us. Use the Submit Trash button at 1millionmoms.com. That's 1millionmoms.com. And thanks. AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. 
the changing of the guard at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier at Arlington National Cemetery. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Hey, on our spiritual heritage tours in June and September of 2023, we're going to be going to the Arlington National Cemetery. It's one of our stops, and we'll be seeing the gravesite of John F. Kennedy. We'll be going to the changing of the guard at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier that I just mentioned, which is just a, a very patriotic place to be in those hallowed grounds of Arlington National Cemetery. So it's going to be just one of our stops on one of our days. We're going to see the Capitol building. We're going all over Washington, D.C., including Mount Vernon, George Washington's home. So if you want to go with us, then go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com. Spiritualheritagetours.com, the itinerary, the cost, the dates, everything is there, spiritualheritagetours.com. You can't have the 10,000 volts of electricity that, you know, went through you the first time your pinkies touched on accident in the movie theater. <laughs> that can't, you, you can't sustain right. that for right. 50 years or 70 years. Levi Lesko on Focus on the Family Minute. The reality is we found out marriage is also a lot of fun. And we like to tell people, yes, it's challenging and difficult, but don't forget, it's a blessing. It's a gift. Mm. It's supposed to get better as you do it longer. And we were surprised by how much fun we were having because no one told us that. You know, okay, that it's but a blast. What are the secrets in that? Because I'd say some people that have been married 15, 20, 30 years, they're not having that fun. So why? Oh, well, I think re the reality is a marriage in and of itself is like a checking account. Having one is one thing. Having one that has money in it takes effort and regular deposits. So your marriage, like your checking account, is only going to be as good as your investment in it. More from Levi at FamilyMinute.org. Back to The Awakening with Bishop E.W. Jackson on American Family Radio. Now, Jesse just mentioned that God is not through with us yet. And I could not agree with that more. Uh, there, and there's more for us to do, more growing for us to do. I want to remind people, too, that there were some bright spots in this last election. For example, there were school board elections all over this country in which school boards were flipped. I'm looking at a story about one down in South Carolina uh, in which they flipped the school board completely, fired the superintendent, and they're getting rid of all this CRT and transgender nonsense. So God is working and, and we are moving forward, even though we didn't quite see the national election House and Senate changes we, we were expecting. Of course, the House has flipped, but only by, I guess it'll be one to a few votes. But nevertheless, it's flipped. But God is still working. And these school board elections are extremely important because that's where they've taken captive the next generation, hoping to indoctrinate them to perpetuate this godless ideology that they're trying to infect the entire country with. So, so praise God. We still, we've got some things to be thankful for, too, in this last election. The American people, particularly parents right now, are waking up. And when you awaken that sleeping giant, look out. Because I don't think there's any putting them back to sleep. 888-589-8840 is the number. Okay, let's come back to our calls. We've got 
Danny in Oklahoma. Danny, welcome. Thanks, Bishop, for taking my call. Um, making a lot of good points as usual. Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to uh, uh, say something about uh, Humana. You said they wanted to spend 13, was it $13 million? $13 million, on, yep. On racism, you know, as if, you know, there's a racist behind every tree and every corner. You know, that money could be spent better, I think, you know, as to the judgment that comes from the Marxist left allowing transgender drag queens uh, uh, influence our young children. Uh, why, why the left uh, is allowing millions of people across the border. Many of them are probably, no doubt, even terrorists. And then the second thing I'd like to uh, point out about the uh, dossier, just because everyone else or seemingly so many other people, even, you know, uh, amongst Republicans, don't they say little, if anything, about the dossier that was approved and created mm-hmm. uh, from the left. The reason I say that we shouldn't, that that does still have currency is because if we let something that big go, Bishop, without the people that created and approved that dossier against Trump, the fake uh, Russian collusion in the 2016, if we let that go, that will embolden them to think, well, they all quit talking about it because the media quit talking about it. So, yes, it still has a lot of currency. And and it was huge. That that that, yeah. that is just such okay. a huge crime, and it, it impacted so many lives in the 2016 election. All right, Danny. Um, Danny, I got a, the- I got a lot of people waiting. I appreciate the comment though, and we we got the point about the dossier. Look, you're right. Part of the problem is that when you have a corrupt criminal justice system, it is very difficult to bring these crim- these crimes before the bar of justice. That's part of the problem, which is, again, why we've got to get people in office who actually love our country and revere the Constitution and the rule of law. Um, that's part of the issue. And I think um, the attorney general, I think, just appointed a special counsel to go after Trump. So, see, this for what? For what? Because he's running for president. So they're going to turn the criminal justice system loose against him because they don't like him. And, and that's part of the problem, which, you know, then a lot of other issues that sort of help bury the story on the dossier. But you are right. We should not forget it, because as far as I'm concerned, that was a crime against this country. And, you know, who the primary player is who financed the whole thing, Hillary Clinton. All right, let's go to Nolan in Virginia. Nolan, welcome. You're back. Oh, thank you, Bishop. Hey, real quick. Um this world is very blasphemous against our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ every day on TV. Um, I recently saw a video of a seminary student at Duke University holding a pride rally on campus in a chapel referring to God as transgender and a transgender woman. How can we battle against blasphemous people like that? Wow. Nolan, you know, there is no fear of God. Thank you for the call, my friend. There is no fear of God. Those people, you have to pray for them because they don't realize the only reason why they are not struck dead on the spot is because Jesus Christ paid the price for their sins to give them an opportunity to be saved. Because that kind of bold, disrespectful, disrespectful, 
blasphemous attitude toward God openly expressed in a place that's supposed to be dedicated to preparing people for ministry. I mean, look, let's face it, folks. You deserve to be struck down. You deserve to be struck down on the spot. I'm talking about by Almighty God, not by one of us. But Jesus Christ already paid the price for those sins, and the Bible says God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to life. Uh, but I'll tell you what we do have to do. We have to stand up against that stuff because we are a Judeo-Christian country. And look, I don't. I, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't even be allowing people to just, just disrespect others and what they believe, just kind of throw canards at them. I will debate with you uh, about, about religious matters, and I will certainly express why I know that Jesus Christ is the only way. But I'm not going to call you a name because you happen to believe a different way or, or just do something that is, in, is designed to try to personally insult you. But, but Christianity is, is, look, it's the one thing. And, and Christians are the one group of people you can criticize and, and, and name call and, and marginalize with complete impunity. Thank you for the call, Nolan. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it sickens us to the stomach to think people would talk that way about God, but they have no fear of him. Mark in Texas. Mark, welcome. Uh, thank you, Bishop. I just want to make a comment, and uh, this is about, uh, I believe, the rigging of elections have become uh, rooted in this society. And partly to blame for this, I think, is the lack of education in our electorate. As a foreigner in this country for 33 years, I have seen an increasing number of uh, foreigners or non-native-born Americans uh, getting more education here than the Native Americans or um, the, the yeah. Native Am uh, yep. Americans. And I think this changes the, uh, the electorate that we have. And I'm afraid if this worsens, given the millions of those that have came in through the borders, we are going to face a problem that we may not be able to reverse. Mark, I thank, and I listen to you. thank you. Thank you very much, Mark. Mark, I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. That's why I said the next president has got to be a cultural leader uh, and an educator in chief who goes after the colleges, the universities, the public schools, and says, look, you're supposed to be institutions of learning, not indoctrination of education, not indoctrination. And I, I would say you will get no support from the federal government as long as you continue this one-sided indoctrination as if you are the repositories of all knowledge and wisdom and you don't want anybody to be heard other than people who agree with the leftist Marxist socialist drivel that you're pouring into the minds of these very vulnerable um, and, and gullible kids. So, look, I, I could not agree with you more. Let's go to, is this Wash? Wash. And and where are you in Washington, Washington? No, no, I'm in I'm in Georgia. You know, oh, okay. All right, Wash. A lot of things to keep us upset because he want us to do something about it. We grab that rock, we grab that rag, and we bring that giant down. 
Okay, if you got a child in college that's listening or associated with that, that, that crap, pull your money. Like AARP, go to AMAC. That's how you heard them. And, um, and for all these cop killers, they should be on death row five years. You either stick them or put that electricity to them. And, yeah, Obama is running this country, you see. And then here it is with the Capitol. Uh, our president asked for 20,000 people. 20,000 could easily manhandle 1,600, but it, it can never be the other way around. That's why they can't put him in jail because he asked for that. It's on paper. They don't want to show that. See, but it's up to us mm-hmm. to get behind the right person, people to vote for, and do something about it. Amen. Wash, what can I say but amen, brother. Let's go to Jake in Arkansas. Jake, welcome. Welcome to you, my friend. Uh, I love your predicate nominative at the beginning. You're teaching us good English, but Jake is the one that says, well, I told it to you, uh, debate national, state, and local, and let's divide. And I don't mean divide like kick out and there's no grace. I mean let's divide and make people realize God exists. His Bible exists. Not not Mohammed's writings, not Confucius' writings, the Lord's writings. Anyhow, I love you, predicate nominative, man. Thank you, Jake. And I love you staying on that Bible. Thank Please. you. Thank you, Jake. God bless you. Uh, yeah, we, we do need to convince our fellow countrymen that God is real. He's not a figment of our imagination. Henry in New Mexico. Henry, welcome. Hey, how you doing there, Bishop? You doing all right today? Yes, Henry, you don't have much time, so see what you can hey, say listen, in real the... Quick, real quick, go ahead. Just, just an update. Just an update. Uh, I asked you to pray for us that we're uh, passing an ordinance with First City in New Mexico to pass an uh, anti-abortion uh, ordinance. Yes, uh, it's yes. passed unanimously with our commission with the First City in New Mexico to have that. To Praise the God. To come into our city, and we're hoping that we can start a, a wave all the way across the state and Amen, Henry, thank you so much, man. That's a great point to end on. That's going to do it for today, folks. Have a wonderful weekend. Go to church. And remember, we cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.